Hello, everybody, and welcome to our first ever episode of Sideline Sports. I'm Travis, here with my friend Alex. Hello, Alex. Travis, how's it going? Good. And before we hit you with some NFL draft, Patriots draft, and other news, Alex, tell us about what's going on with Earl Thomas this week. That's a pretty crazy story. Earl Thomas, mid-quarantine, cheats on his wife another woman. His brother picked him up from his house drives him to the other woman's house. You know, his wife finds out about it. So she storms in, puts a gun to his head. And so now she's arrested, and it's just absolutely crazy. And I heard in the story that um, she didn't think the gun was loaded. She just wanted to scare him. She found out about this cheat, that he was cheating on her, and she got mad, so she brought her friends and stuff to the girl's house. And there was st- she, the gun wasn't loaded. It didn't have a magazine in it, but it still had a bullet in the barrel, so if she slips her finger, she could have killed Earl Thomas, which would have been absolutely crazy. Yeah, that's a lot to think about. And Earl Thomas didn't break any laws, but and he's going to be fine, probably. He's making it sound like it's not a big deal, but think about it, it is kind of a big deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. Ravens aren't that good woman, but... Yeah. Okay. Let's move on now to over-under. Alex, you found some interesting teams earlier from Vegas Insider. Tell us about it. Yeah, so Cardinals this season have over-under of seven wins. I think I'm going to take the over here. You know, they just got Hopkins. They got um, Simmons in the draft. He's, I think, in my opinion, the best defensive player. And Kyler is going to be amazing again with Kingsbury. I think the players like that will help them. You said it was seven and a half, right? It was seven wins. Yes, I think those talented players will help them. But if you look at a team like the Falcons, they have all these weapons and stuff. But they just can't seem to get over the edge. But they have have the talent. They just don't think the Cardinals are going to have the winning record that that they think. I think it's going to be under seven, maybe like five. Okay, yeah. Seems feasible. Okay, so next team is the defending Super Bowl champions, the Chiefs. The over under here is eleven and a half. I'm going over just because Patrick Mahomes. He's still he's the greatest player in the league. I think that's up to be. Well, I think it's actually a surprise that it's at eleven and a half. I would have expected it to be a lot higher. I think people are really high on the Chiefs, but last year they didn't overly impress me. They got off to like a slow start, and when you think about it. They were one win away from not getting a bye week. They beat the Patriots, who had the same record as them, and that ended up getting them over the hump and got the bye week and ended up winning the Super Bowl, obviously. But I think they're going to be over, yes, but I can't see them having more than, like, 12 wins this year. I mean, they were so bad last year, or worse than usual last year, just because Patrick Holmes got injured. I mean, they should not have won that game against New England. That was two huge blows oh, yeah. in that game. Oh, yeah, I remember that game. But they won. They lost a lot of games at the beginning of the year, didn't they? Lose to the did they lose to the Titans? Was it when the block field goal was that the Titans or the Raiders? I think it was Titans. Yeah, that was a crazy game. Yeah. Speaking of the Titans, their win, their over under this year is eight and a half. Eight and a half under. I think they had a big run at the end of the year. 
I think it's unlikely. Well, the Titans have actually had a lot of success over the last couple of years. I think it's like four years in a row they've made the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, honestly. Well, I'm taking the over here just because the last four years in a row, Titans have gone nine and seven every year, and their over under is eight and a half. So if I was betting, you know, I'm taking the over. Yeah, but and I think they just extend Derrick Henry and they'll probably make the playoffs. What are the chances that they keep doing that, though? I mean, they're not a great team. Derrick Henry's not going to be able to run the ball 200 yards a game, 16 games a year. Yeah, but, you know, they went to the loose, and I still think they're going to make playoffs. I guess it's possible. So the Ravens are 11. They're over-under. I'm going to take the over, but I don't think the Ravens are going to be good for that long. People are really high on Lamar Jackson and all this young talent. I think they have a talented team especially on defense, but I don't think the offense is going to hold up for much longer. Because if you look at other mobile quarterbacks over over the course of the couple of years, they deteriorate and they don't become – like Cam Newton is a perfect modern example. He was a star. He was an MVP for one year. And look at now. A couple of years later, he doesn't even have a job. He's looking to be a backup, I heard now. So I'm going to say they get like 13 wins this year. Lamar Jackson's going to keep it up. But in the coming years, I don't think they're going to do good. I'm taking the under on the Ravens this year. I'm thinking they're going to go full, like, Madden curse, implode. <laughs> they're still going to manage to win the division because the North is terrible now. Used to be good, not anymore. That's true. Yeah, they're like 10 and 6, maybe like a 3 seed. Lamar might get injured half through the season. They come back up, step in. I don't think it's going to go well this year for the Ravens. Yeah. Next team is the runner up in the Super Bowl, the 49ers, 10 and a half. Did they lose um, Emmanuel Sanders this year? Uh, yeah, he signed with the Saints. Yeah, they lost him. Their receiving core is not great. Jimmy Garoppolo, I like Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's not a great quarterback. He's good. He's functional. He was better. He would be, If he was still in the Patriots, he'd be better than Tom Brady was last year. But I'm going to take the under. I don't think they have a great year. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under, too, just because I think – their whole ploy, their gimmick last year was that they ran the ball down your throats and they used play action. And now teams are actually going to be prepared for that. So I don't think they're going to even come close to like the Super Bowl this year. Their defense was great last year, but the offense, it wasn't overly impressive. It was pretty average. Yeah. So now we have Tom Brady's new team, the Buccaneers. At oh, boy. 10. I think people are hyping the Buccaneers up too much. They... Drafted some protection for Tom Brady. They have a really good wide receiver core. They have Gronk, Godwin, Evans, but I think under ten wins. I mean, they're not. I don't think they're gonna. They might make the playoffs like a wild card, but they're not like winning the Super Bowl or going ten wins. I don't think so. Under. I'm just gonna take the straight ten wins here. I think you know Brady's probably gonna have success with Arians and just having the receiving core that good, where you have Gronk. Again, uh, Godwin, Evans, and O.J. Howard. Like, I don't think you can really match that for any defense. I think I think they're definitely going to make playoffs. The Buccaneers' defense isn't great, though. I mean, Tom Brady, he has, he's a great, he has a great offense there. But the defense, who do they really have? They have that linebacker, and I don't really know who else. They have pretty good linebacker. They have Shaquille Barrett and uh, Lamont David. Yeah, but who are their DBs? I don't know. 
I, I think defense. I honestly don't know their corners and stuff. Okay. So the next team, the Browns. <laughs> Browns over under is at eight this year. Every single year, people hype up the Browns. I, I was reading the Sports Illustrated about a couple months ago before the season started. They said the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl. People think the take the Browns as like the super team, even though they're not that good. Baker Mayfield, he had a good first year. I believe he won Rookie of the Year, but he kind of sucks. Like, unless it was just a sophomore slump, then they're not winning anything under. Yeah, I'm going to go under here, too. I think OBJ is going to get traded by the trade deadline. You know, Jarvis probably going to end up falling off a cliff just because he's getting old now. And Baker, there's something wrong with Baker, honestly. I don't, yeah. I don't think they can get to even eight wins this year. Another top 10 pick for them this year. Yep. Okay, so, and the number one overall pick in the draft is team, the Bengals. Joe Burrow's team is at five and a half wins. Okay. I'm going to take even, not even, six. I'm going to say six wins over. But I have a hot take on Joe Burrow here. Um, He had one really good year at LSU. But how do we know he's going to keep having like great years? What I'm trying to say here, could Joe Burrow be a one-season wonder? Just throwing it out there. Okay. What do you think about that? I mean, I think Burrow, he was, just wasn't given the opportunity to succeed before in college. And then he finally got to LSU and he got that chance to play with a good team. And I think he has that actually again in the Bengals. Because when you think about it, they're not that bad. They're pretty good through and through. He's one of the best receivers in the league in A.J. Green when he's healthy. So I think they actually might be able to get over the hump and get like six, seven wins. Do we know if A.J. Green's going to be like with the Bengals? Oh, yeah. I, he's happy to have Burrow on the team. He's committed. Yeah. You also have that guy, Tyler Boyd. You got Who did they just draft? Who did they just draft? What was that guy's name? Higgins? Oh, yeah. The T. Higgins? Higgins. Yeah, yeah. First pick the second round. He was pretty good too. I think yeah, he's. They have a loaded receiving core. They had that fast guy, John Ross. Their receiving core is good. I just don't know that it's going to stay together for very long. John Ross, absolutely terrible. I mean, I had him on my fantasy team for week one last year, and he did good, but then he got hurt. Like Green Boyd, Higgins, and Joe Mixon, I think that could be the offense of the future for the Bengals. Okay, and our last over under total. The Cowboys at nine and a half. Nine and a half. Okay. The Cowboys, they had a good draft, probably like one of the better drafts this year. They picked up some good weapons. I'm going to take the over. I think the Cowboys are invested. This is like their make or break year for Dak Prescott and their whole team, frankly. So, knowing the Cowboys, I take the under because of the Cowboys. I don't care if they fired Jason Garrett, they're still the Cowboys. They just, they won't be able to win more than like nine and a half games here. I mean, I, they're probably in one of like the least competitive divisions as far as like wins go. Oh, yeah. The NFC East is terrible. They're playing in the NFC as a whole, which just makes it so much harder to win. I have, I think they're going to at least make it to the second round of the playoffs, like that divisional round. I don't know if they'll win that, but I think they have a chance. Like it happen? Yeah. Okay, now we are moving on to the top 10 picks of the NFL draft that happened recently. 
Okay, with your first pick, you have Joe Burrow. What do you grade that pick, Alex? I'm giving an A. I mean, it's exactly what the Bengals needed to like revitalize their franchise. He could be a franchise saver. The only thing to worry about is that the Bengals coaching staff just utterly blows this. Zach Taylor just like just doesn't perform well with Joe Burrow. That's the only thing that could happen here. Yes, I'm also going to give this an A. Um, just putting it out there, there is an A plus. You can use that. Would you give it that or no? A plus, you wouldn't? Okay. I'm going to give it an A just because I think that – what was I going to say? I think that there's really no other option here. If you don't pick Joe Burrow, you look like an absolute idiot. But yeah. when you do, it's like the right choice. You know you're going to get maybe a couple good years out of him. As I already said, I'm, I'm not too sure about Joe Burrow. But, yeah, A. Chase Young. What grade? Chase Young, A+. plus. Home run, best player in the draft. You know, it's all, again what the Redskins need on defense. Yeah, they have Haskins who can be their quarterback for the future, and I think Young gives them the opportunity to maybe compete in the next few years. Yeah, I'm gonna becomes like a Nick Bosa type. I'm gonna follow along with that. I'm gonna give them an A plus as well, even though I don't think Haskins is gonna be great in this league. I think that's a no brainer. They fell to him just because of the Bengals situation. It's a great pick. Okay, Jeff Ukuda, cornerback from Ohio State. Grade that. Uh, I give Okuda an A here. I think he's a really good replacement for Slay. You know, the Lions aren't going to be competing for anything for a long time. It's, again, they're the Lions. But, you know, I think it's a really good pick there by uh, Patricia and the Lions. Okay. I don't, I don't have anything wrong with the pick. I'm going to give that a B plus. I think it's going to add some talent, but... I'm looking at some of these websites here. Like right now I'm on, what is this? This is WalterFootball.com. I was on CBS Sports earlier. The Lions, they gave the Lions a C plus and a D minus right here for their pick. I think that's a bit harsh. I think he's going to add some talent to their team and provide, I think they could have probably drafted some, someone better. But I think they need that. Yeah, B plus. Okay, moving on. The New York Giants selected Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle from Georgia. I gave this like C plus B minus. He's not the best defensive tackle in this draft. I would have grabbed Wells or Willis instead. Wills. I feel like the I feel like the Giants over the last couple of years, they've drafted some pretty questionable picks. I mean, people weren't high on the Daniel Jones pick. Um, I think it's a very deep offensive tackle draft, so they probably looked at this. Very, pretty closely. They need an offensive tackle. I think Isaiah Simmons is more talented at this spot. But they may maybe they maybe could have traded back to that with the Cardinals and get something else in return. But I'm gonna give this pick a C plus. Number five, Tua Tagovaiola, QB Alabama. Alex. So I'm giving this like a B plus. I think Tua is an amazing quarterback. But I'm just worried the Dolphins, like staff, the training staff, won't be able to keep him healthy. You know, I mean, that's when two is only real concern. He's been insanely talented, but he just cannot stay healthy. I think the Dolphins they have a good future here. I'm hearing stuff that two is not even going to play this year, though. Hmm. Right, Rosen. I mean, is Rosen still even like going to be on that team in the by the end of the summer? I don't think he will. 
start Fitzmagic, try to get that, you know, beginning of the year Fitzmagic in the first four weeks, and he just disappears. I mean, I am a bit biased because I'm pretty salty that the Patriots didn't get him. I kind of wanted him. I'm going to give that grade a B. Justin Herbert, QB from Oregon. Yes, I give Herbert B plus. I think this is either a home run or Ryan Leaf pick. He's either going to be fantastic and translate well, or he's just not going to translate whatsoever. Pull Ryan Leaf with the Chargers. Just be absolutely terrible. Okay. This pick, it sort of surprised me. I don't know why. Because I thought they they had confidence in Tyrod Taylor. I'm not sure that Justin Herbert is going to play next year. I think they're still going to stick with Tyrod Taylor. But I think that if Tyrod Taylor sucks, then this is a pretty good option. I'm going to give that grade a B plus. Okay, Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn. Panthers picked yeah, him. I've seen Derek Brown's film. I think he's very destructive and he plugs the whole defensive tackle they need. They need a guy in the middle now because, you know, Luke Keekley just retired, so they need that new leader on the defense who can tell everyone to step up and who can just control the play. Yes, I think this is also a good pick because the Panthers, they will add a lot of depth to their defensive line. And what really struggled last year was their defense, I felt. Their offense, they, they weren't great, but they had good. They have good wide receivers. Their running backs, obviously, very good. Christian McCaffrey. I think this is a much-needed pick, A-. minus. I mean, they could have drafted Isaiah Simmons still, but I don't know. Okay, the next pick, Isaiah Simmons, by the Eric Arizona Cardinals. You're great. A plus gives the cards star power and desperately needed help on the defense bench. Where they were giving up way too many points last year. I think, in my opinion, he's the best defensive player in the draft because he's so versatile. It's a quote he said. He's like, it's playing like you have sixty or fifty-six guys on the roster instead of fifty-three because he can play safety, corner, linebacker, and defensive end. Yes, he's very versatile. I'm going to follow along with you. I'm going to give that pick an A plus. I think he has a bright future. Jacksonville Jaguars selected C.J. Henderson from Florida. Uh, I give this like an A minus. You know, Henderson is exactly the guy they needed to fill the hole that Boye and Ramsey have left. You know, because Boye got cut in the trade by Ramsey. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the Jaguars aren't going anywhere soon, but I think he could be their cornerback in the future if they play the cards right. Yeah. The Jaguars, they obviously had a big loss with Ramsey. So I think this will hopefully recalibrate their defensive group. Because remember a couple of years ago when they had Bortles, they were a pretty good team. They almost beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship. Yep. I think hopefully this pick develops into something good that they can work with. Hey, moving on to our final pick of the top 10. The Cleveland Browns selected Jaderic Willis, offensive tackle from Alabama. Yeah, I thought he was the best tackle in the draft. I gave this pick an A+. You know, the Browns, their problem last year was offensive line. And if Willis can be good for the Browns, and I think this could go a long way to helping them maybe make the playoffs and prove us wrong about our over-under win totals. Yes. I think this will help the running backs they have. It's obviously going to clear up some more holes and stuff. It's going to give more protection for Baker. I'm going to give this pick an A. Okay, that's it for that. Now let's go over the Patriots' picks, which were questionable, to say the least. Okay, Kyle Duggar, safety from Lenore Ryan at a Division II college at number 37th pick. 
Alex. The more, I've, the more I've seen Duggar, I've seen to like him more. You know, he's he when he went to the Senior Bowl, he actually played well. He held up with the good competition because those are the best seniors in the country. And I think with Belichick's coaching, that could turn him into a potential star. I mean, I'm gonna give this. Would you have a grade for us, Alex? Uh, I wouldn't say like a B plus. B plus, okay. I think they could have got this player a lot earlier. I don't hate the pick. It's just that Bill Belichick's drafting history in the last couple of years, it's not great. I mean, I still think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the best, by the time he's finished. Like, I heard the last 52 picks or something like that. He hasn't gotten one pro bowler yet. So I'm a bit skeptical here. Yeah, especially with second-round cornerbacks, Bill was not as good yeah. uh, history of those. I mean, Cyrus Jones. You could have traded back for this pick if you look at it. I mean, some people didn't have him on their board until like late third round. I'm going to give this pick a C plus. I don't hate the pick. I think he can be a good return person. I just think he's going to have to develop into a lot more. Josh Uch was the next pick they had in the second round at pick 60. Thoughts on this? Uh, Uch, I give this like a B plus. You know, he's been a really good linebacker in Michigan. He fills a gap in edge. You know, we had so many linebackers leave. He's like kind of like a KVN role. And uh, he's like really good friends with Winrich, as I said. Yeah. I mean, Bill, he's not great as far as overall drafting goes, but he has found some gems in the past with linebackers in the draft. So I'm going to – I think this is probably their best pick they've made. He was the sack leader at Michigan. He played – he was in the senior bowl. But, yeah, A-. minus. In the third round, they got – and Freeney Jenkins from Alabama at 87. Thoughts on him, Alex? Uh, what position is he playing again? Linebacker. Linebacker, yeah. I mean, we're just loading up on linebackers. We're trying to you know, beef up because we lost so many this year. You know, after the boogeyman debacle. Yeah, kind of upset that Kyle Vanoy left. And it was his first year that he was actually becoming good, too. I like this pick. I was watching some of this guy's highlights. I didn't watch him a whole lot of Alabama. I'm going to give this pick a B, maybe. What do you think? Yeah, I'd say like B, B minus. Probably appropriate. Yeah. Uh, the 91st pick, they selected Devin Asi-Asi, a tight end from UCLA. I think I mean, the Patriots have been terrible at tight ends since Gronk left. You know, best probably at Collister. So I think he fills a need that we have, and he could probably be pretty good. Probably like a few honest pick, obviously. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in this guy. I don't think it was one of the top needs on the board. I mean, they obviously need a tight end. But I'd rather than pick like a wide receiver or something out here to get some more depth in that position. Okay. They picked another tight end next, Dalton Keene from Virginia Tech. I get the last one to see. This one I'm not too fond of either. Yeah, I mean, I think Keen can be good. You know, maybe him and Aussie Aussie can create like a um, good duo. You know, you never know. Give us like a C. I'm going to give this a C minus just because I don't think they needed another tight end right after they picked Devin Asiasi with the 91st pick. Okay. The fifth round pick from, at 1. 59 was Justin Rowasser, kicker from Marshall. So this guy is a very interesting person. 
I can get into it, but uh, yeah, you know, I think this says you know Nick Folk is just gone, and I think he he actually played pretty well with Marshall. He was fourteen for fourteen in a fourth quarter kicks, which I think is what Bill really looks for when he wants to get a kicker, especially this early. I mean, I don't know much about the kicker class of the 2020 NFL draft, but it sounds like this guy wasn't even the best kicker out there on some people, most people's boards, but I think they needed a kicker. It's a position need. Don't think they needed one at the fifth round pick, but C plus, I guess. What do you think? Yeah, I'd be a C plus. We're kind of getting into the garbage picks here. Round six, 182. Michael Onwehunu. From Michigan, he's a guard. Yeah, I mean, sixth round offensive guards. There's not really much you can do with them. You know, maybe you can be a serviceable guy. And I mean, it's an okay pick for where they were picking, like be minus. Yeah, they picked two offensive linemen here. I think that maybe one of them to come to something. But the next pick was sixth round, one ninety-five. They picked Justin Heron, offensive tackle from Wake Forest. Same thing. I'm gonna put that in like. The C range, maybe? Something around there? I don't expect much from him. I mean, this guy sounds more like a special teamer for picking linebackers, just like Cash Maluia, linebacker from Wyoming here. What do you think about that pick? You know, uh, I think, yeah, just trying to fill holes in special teams that we've had. I think we've picked, I think we picked too many linebackers. I, I mean, we have, like, what? Three leave this offseason, and they were all pretty big parts of our team. So, yeah. Next pick at 230, we had Dustin Woodard, a center from Memphis. Yeah, I think with Andrews's health in question, we just need depth and center and someone who can step in and fill in that role, maybe for a few games because it's like. Do we know? Do we know if Andrews is coming back yet, or are we not sure about that? Oh, yeah, he's going to be playing this season. Yeah. He's not playing? He should be fine. No, he will be playing. He'll be playing. So we didn't know that at this time, though. So I don't think that's going to become anything, honestly. Okay. Now we're going to get into the part where we just discuss with each other here, Alex. I have a question for you. What do you think about the Patriots quarterbacks going into the season now? Uh, I think Stidham has to start just because he's better than Hoyer. You know, but I'm not that all confident. Confidence, uh, I think he can be serviceable. I mean, I'm I'm pro Stidham here, but I don't know what I don't know if he's going to become anything great here. I don't think he will, quite honestly. Do Do you see the Patriots bringing in a guy like Cam Newton as like insurance for um, Stidham? Because I wanted them to bring in Dalton to do that. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I've been hearing reports that McDaniel doesn't like Cam Newton and his play style. I don't think it would work, especially in Belichick's offense. You know where it wants a pocket QB who can run the system, and Cam wants to create with his legs, run around, and like, get outside the pocket. I just don't think it would be a good fit. Yeah, I don't like Cam Newton's attitude, but if we're being honest, he's probably better than Jarrett Stidham at this point yeah. in his career. I don't think he's going to have a great year, even if he does play with the Patriots and starts the whole year. So I think that we stick with Stidham, see what comes out of it. Do you have anything you want to say, Alex? Any uh, takes? No uh, takes? Actually, I got one. One. Uh, when do you think sports will be coming back, and in what capacity? 
I think sports are going to be coming back. Well, the MLB, it sounds like it's coming back a lot faster than these other ones because it doesn't involve that much. I've heard go- golf here in Massachusetts is already opening up, so it's not long before they start doing that again in pros. I think that as far as basketball and football, stuff like that, it's going to be a bit longer. I'm saying like early July, maybe July 1st. Yeah, well, I mean, the NBA season is going to be hugely affected. And I think they actually might end up just pushing the entire season, like the start date back to Christmas and pushing the uh, finals into August. That's going to be our normal schedule and the draft gets delayed into the fall. That's an interesting theory. Um, I also have one more thing. What are your thoughts on Jordan Love with the Packers? I think the Packers is either going to be one of the biggest mistakes they've ever made as a franchise or one of their better decisions. We're going to see a Farber-Rogers scenario play out where Love slowly pushes Rogers out and then Rogers goes and plays somewhere else, maybe even the Patriots. You know? I, I mean, they just they gotta give Rodgers some weapons. Do something with. He hasn't had a first round skill position player in fifteen years. I'm not like insanely high on this pick right here. I think it was a poor decision. Because chances are he's not gonna be as good as Aaron Rodgers is going to be for these next how many more years is he gonna play? Like maybe four or five more years. Yeah. So they're pushing him out quite clearly here. They're sending a message that, hey, guess what, Aaron? If you don't produce these next couple of years, then we got something else for you. And I don't think that's smart for them because if he's not good, then that's going to be a big problem for their franchise and trying to win because they basically pushed out Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Jordan Love also reminds me a lot of like Brett Hundley, and that just scares me because Brett Hundley was absolutely terrible. Yeah. After he stepped in for Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Let's just get some quick thoughts on the documentaries coming coming out lately. The Last Dance. Have you been watching that? Oh yeah, I've been watching every night. The Last Dance has been absolutely amazing. You know, like Isaiah Thomas is too salty for being not accepted to the Dream Team. I think Michael gets too much blame for that because really nobody on that team wanted to play with Isaiah. It's his fault. I mean, obviously this wasn't our era of sports, but I think it's really cool looking back. I think they kind of advertised it wrong, though. Like my, I heard Michael Jordan, he was saying that after this documentary, people weren't going to like him anymore. Some people wouldn't like him. I don't have any problem with Michael Jordan. I mean, if the biggest problem he has is a gambling problem, then I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, I don't think there's anything really wrong with gambling. And I think that, like, you know, I think this might even put Michael in a better light and make people remember his legacy even more. You know, because you're going to see just how hard he went, how party work to become the best or you don't really see those things like with other guys like LeBron, you know? Yeah. I also think this is more for Michael Jordan's publicity. If you look at it. Well, Alex, it's been a great show. We look forward to having you some other time. Everyone. Thanks for listening and goodbye.